Hi, I'm Beck Rayner and this is the Military Wife Life Podcast, a podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports and embraces the women behind the military men by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. This episode of the Military Wife Life Podcast is brought to you by Defence Bank. Have you been impacted by bushfires? As the bushfire emergency continues, Defence Bank are thinking of all its members and their families in the fire-affected areas of Australia. If any members are experiencing financial hardship as a result of the bushfires, Defence Bank want you to know that you can count on them for support. Defence Bank encourage you to contact them on 1800 033 139 when the time is right to find out how they can help you in your time of need. Well, thanks for coming on the Military Wife Life podcast, Maddie. Thank you for having me. So you and your partner have been together for just over four years. Can you tell me how you guys met and how that all started? So we actually met on Tinder when we were both in year 12 back in 2014. We were just really good mates. We were just always talking, never caught up because we lived about an hour and a half away from each other. I knew he, at the time he'd applied for the army and I was like, awesome, cool. Like he's going to go do that. I'm going to go start the uni we were just friends and then probably by December January we realized we were more than friends and then he left on the 2nd of February for basic training at Kapuka. Right so you couldn't have had that revelation a little bit earlier or we kept saying oh you know you're gonna go away it's gonna it's not gonna work it'll be distance it's too hard let's not do it but eventually our feelings got in the way of that and so he was going away to take part in a gap year in the army was that in your mind did that make it easier thinking okay well it's only for one year or did you pretty much know that he would be staying in well he told me that once he did the basic training at Kapuka and then infantry school at Singleton, that it would be like the end of September. And I was thinking, if it's only a gap year, you're going to be out by February. I had kind of assumed that have Christmas, New Year leave. So I was really thinking, well, that's not really going to give you much time after training to actually do much. So I had kind of had in the back of my mind, this would be long term because he's the type of person once he starts something, he likes to finish it. And I felt like obviously he wanted the training to be more beneficial than just for a few months. I guess going into it, you'd been friends for a while, but just started dating. So going into it, really just being a really fresh relationship, how did you think that was going to go considering he was going to be away and out of contact and you couldn't really, I guess, nurture being boyfriend, girlfriend, as opposed to friends? What was your mindset going into it? I guess I didn't really know what to expect. He is my first boyfriend. So I guess I didn't really have too much insight to what a relationship would be like. So I think in a way it kind of helped because we kind of went into it quite slow, literally when I was hearing from him once a week for a 10 minute call for Kapuka, like frustrating and it was hard, but I mean, it was like slow and steady. And I mean, every time I got to see him or hear from him, my heart would just go a million miles an hour. So I knew that there was something there. And I think it was just so rewarding to see him become so successful in such a short amount of time. Going into it when your normal was getting a 10 minute phone call a week, anything more than that was awesome, I guess. 
Yeah, and I mean, it's kind of helped now because his communication skills are still like, oh yeah, 10 minutes, I'll let her know how I'm going. So I've kind of always been used to that. I know a lot of people say, oh, I don't know how you do it, like not hearing from him and stuff. But it's kind of how we went into the relationship. So I guess I'm just kind of used to it. Can you tell us a little bit about what his job entails? Will he be going away a lot? Does he get deployed in his job? So he finished all his training by the end of September 2014. And then on the 24th of May 2015, he was deployed to Iraq. So he was in Iraq for, I think it was six and a half months. It was 198 days. Like I said to everyone, I wasn't counting. I was though. Um, (laughs) And I really found that during that time, I kind of found myself we were a bit on a rocky patch before it and I think that time apart we really got to focus on ourselves which was good which a lot of people probably question such a long time with only like a year into the relationship and then he got back started December very lucky for Christmas and then the following year in March, he then went away to Malaysia to do jungle training. Uh, to this day, I'm still not sure what jungle training actually involved. I know he got attacked by leeches and stayed in a hammock in the middle of the Malaysian jungle. But besides that, don't know what that was really all about. Since then, he hasn't been going away too much. Obviously, so he's infantry in the army. He does go away to Kultana, which is about half an hour to an hour outside of Port Augusta in South Australia. So he's up there a lot doing shooting practices and does field exercises. So all those bigger ones that are up in Queensland that happen throughout the year, he goes to them. This year he's also he's on a radio signal course at the moment, but he just completed his sub one. So that's like the promotional courses for the infantry. So yeah, so he's been away doing a lot of courses, but even when he's not on courses, his job is it's full on at times, which means he does go away a lot, but it hasn't been too bad, surprisingly. And so how much time have you actually been able to spend together in the four years that you've been together? I think now it's probably about two and a half of those years we've actually spent together. So not a lot. (laughs) Broken up into like, so yeah, he was away. Then you may have had a few months together and then away again. So is this the longest stretch at the moment that you've been able to see each other? Yeah, for sure. So I think his promotional course, he was away for about three weeks and that was probably about four months ago. So he does go away a couple days at a time and stuff. But I mean, anything over like a week, we're lucky to go like one or two months without him going away. So I think we're about four months now without him going away for anything longer than a week. So that's great. Yeah. (laughs) So you mentioned when he went on deployment that you guys were on rocky terms. I guess going into a deployment, you kind of want to be on the same page and pretty strong. How did you guys get through the deployment knowing that you weren't 100% at that stage or things were a little shaky? Yeah, I mean, it was really hard because obviously I didn't want him to go and I knew it was going to be a lot of pressure on the relationship. But at the same time, I've heard the motto a lot, you need to love yourself before you can love anyone else. And I think at that time, I was so worried about everything else in my life 
often putting him first that I kind of forgot about myself and I found that obviously I was only first year uni at the time and I was really struggling with that and I think I just wanted to spend as much time with him because he'd been away for like well once he'd done all his training he got posted back home so I was like well I want to spend as much time with him as possible and I think I just ended up neglecting myself and then by the time the deployment came around we were not on the best terms and I said to him I never said I want to break up or anything but I just said I think this is a really important time for us to both focus on ourselves learn grow as individuals and then come back together even stronger and we really did and a lot of people didn't think it was going to happen they kind of thought the deployment would be the breakup point for us but I actually think it's probably helped us in the long run to make us even stronger. So what did you do while he was deployed to focus on yourself like what sort of simple things did you get back to basics or was it a point of just getting back to what you used to when he wasn't around I guess or what what was it that you did to focus on yourself? Yeah well I'd been playing netball probably well it's 13 years this year I've been playing but I had stopped because of uni so I did try and find a team to join again. I find that sport is a great way to relieve me of all my stress so I would do that. I did see friends every now and then but surprisingly I didn't see my friends any more than what I would when he isn't home which I kind of thought during the time he'd be away I'd have more friends kind of reach out or try and help me through. I had one girl on Facebook she used to go to school with my partner and her parents are both in the Air Force so she was like listen I know what it's like I've been through the deployments my whole life with my parents. She reached out and she was amazing so she really helped me get through some of the times when I didn't know how to act or what to do and she would remind me go paint your fingernails take time out go watch a movie or a tv show I used to really be into Korean music throughout my high school years and she said go through your old iPod listen to old music like find something that used to make you happy and see if it still makes you happy and it did and it was great I mean of course there was a lot of times where there was all the uni stuff which I had to go well I've got to put that before but I think that was also a great way to spend time focusing on me was to do my readings or do the weekly stuff set for tutorials or do an extra draft on my assignment because I knew that that was also a way of bettering myself not just to better my grades at uni but to really push myself to my limits. Obviously you were doing that um, while he's deployed and then it came time to I guess have some reunion leave but it didn't really work out with uni. How important was it to you not just to drop everything to go and see him and what sort of happened for the reunion trip? He'd given me the rough dates and I went that looks extremely close to my exams I don't think I'll be able to see you. He didn't really want to come back home he's like listen I'm already overseas like why don't we have a holiday out of it make the most of it and I was like yeah that's great. He'd already said to me I'll help out with money because I mean I'm only part-time at Target and I was like I can't afford an overseas trip so it was looking pretty good and then yeah once he got like the confirmed weeks I think I had three out of three exams for all my courses like I think it was like Monday Tuesday and the Friday so they were really spread out and there was a time where I was like well maybe I can try and defer my exams or maybe I can do this or that so that I can go over there and my mum said to me she goes I know he's important but so are you 
and it was just that one thing that my mum said that made me go oh yeah because I think a lot of the time I thought oh well look at everything he's doing isn't he amazing like and the chance to see him with how busy he is I should drop everything but it was just my mum reminding me that listen you're important you're busy you've got a life too sometimes you've got to stick to what you do so as hard as it was I went have a great time he ended up going away with his mates to Greece and Athens and had a great time I still got drunk phone calls and texts which was hilarious but I was still really focused on doing well in those exams I'm just so proud of you (laughs) I don't even know you and I'm so proud of you because a lot of people wouldn't do that they'd find every which way or maybe even jeopardize some things in their lives to to get there because yes those things are important to them but seeing their loved one is even more important to them which I know the hard decision it's like a hard decision to make but you've got to think of your long-term future as well and I'm so glad that you did that even though I'm sure it was still hard missing out on an overseas trip and obviously reunion travel because you haven't seen each other for so long but yeah did you feel proud of yourself? I did, but I I also felt guilty at the same time that I wasn't going to see him. But then I knew when I had told him about my exams and he was like, no, they come first. You've got to do that. I knew as well that if I had have gone, he would have felt really guilty. So I think it was kind of reassurance that he wanted me to focus on myself and that I had to focus on myself. Like, I think it's probably the first time I've ever made myself a priority was during doing that decision. But I think it's actually helped me realise that sometimes I have to put myself first in situations. So I think it's kind of benefited me long-term and also outside of that and in my personal life to realise that, listen, you can put yourself first. You can say no, or you can say like, no, it's not going to work out for some things. And I guess that's what I've had to do. And I mean, it was pretty shitty at the time and it was really hard because of course, young and in love, we just want to spend all the time together. But I mean, I think if it ever happened again and I couldn't go again, I would be okay with it because I knew that I got through it last time as well. It sounds like that deployment was a pretty pivotal time in your relationship. It could have gone a few different ways, but by coming back and focusing on yourself, it actually in the long term, like you mentioned, set you up for success for future separation and and really looking out for yourself. Yeah. And I don't think like a lot of people around us didn't have any idea that we were kind of on rocky terms. And I think that's because it was just such, I was so emotional and so sad that he was leaving because I didn't know how I was going to get through it. But I also in the back of my mind was like, how are we going to get through this? But looking back at it, I don't regret anything now. And I think think we've both learnt from it as a learning experience but we've also grown so I think it was the best of the worst situation. Yeah and I guess do you feel like going into future deployments that's really set you up as in you did it and you guys weren't 100% solid then but you worked through it and came back stronger than ever and now you're going into future deployments really on the same page and really solid. Yeah I do think that but I also think that I'm very lucky because I was living at home still with my parents so I did have them to rely on but if he does get posted somewhere else and then he goes on a deployment I know that this has helped set us up for then like for the future deployments but it's also like 
a freak out moment in my mind because I'm like, well, I won't be living at home. I won't get to go home to my mom and my stepdad and my brother every day. Instead, I'll be going home to an empty house or hopefully we'll have an animal to keep me company, preferably a dog or something. But yeah, so... I guess there is benefits from the last one, but then I also know the longer he is in the army, the more deployments will come and also the more chance of being posted interstate, like not with family. And that means that I have to, I'll still have them as my support network, but I feel like I relied a lot on them to help me focus on myself. Whereas this time it will be a lot more driven by me, if that makes sense. So all that talk about uni, um, can you tell us a bit about what you're studying at uni and how you feel career-wise that's going to work alongside Defence Life? Yeah, so I went in doing a single degree, a Bachelor of Law. I got to halfway through my third year of four and realised I need another degree to fall back on because law, like most careers these days, is very cutthroat. You have to be the best of the best. And I knew in myself that... I wasn't the best of the best and it wasn't necessarily putting myself down by saying that it was just looking at a realistic approach to see that a lot of people were saying you need to get like extremely high grades to be able to get like a place at a law firm and I I was passing and some good some bad grades so journalism was always something I loved doing I had my year 12 teacher tell me you'll never be a journalist because you don't have good writing skills. So I decided to ignore that. And being the stubborn person I am, I applied to transfer to a double degree with journalism and professional writing. Hey, Military Wife Life community. I wanted to take this opportunity to say thanks to Defence Bank for supporting the Military Wife Life podcast. But today they actually want to say thank you to you, the spouses on the home front, keeping it all together while their ADF members are sent to work in the bushfire aid and support effort. Defence Bank say thank you to those ADF members for their service and thank you to the spouses for supporting those members. I got accepted so now I'm doing the journalism and professional writing part of my degree at the moment so I'm fifth year now of a double degree which is exciting because I only have two subjects of journalism next year and one law subject. At the moment I'm doing my placement for journalism, I've just completed my law placement so it's been nice to experience what possibilities and career and what work life will be like. I have found that so far I do see it working pretty well alongside what my partner's doing. Obviously there is a good chance he'll get posted outside of Adelaide so at the moment I don't really know where I want to go in my career which I'm sure surprises a lot of people being fifth year like almost final year but at the moment I'm kind of keeping an open mind and just wherever there's a job wherever he's posted is what I'll take depending on which field it's in. And I guess you don't know what the next couple of years are going to hold so you can't really say okay well there's the place I want to get a job at and I'm going to go for that because you know in two years time you might be 
moving somewhere else. So has your partner got a general posting plan or are you guys just going to go with the flow or are there a few different places that he will generally be posted? How does it sort of work with his field? So infantry at the moment, he's been posted in Adelaide, which is both our hometowns. So it's been pretty well at the moment, but he put in a transfer probably a year and a half, two years ago for aircraft technician. So he should be next to get into the course. So he will be going to, I believe it's Wagga Wagga for training for 18 months for that, because that kind of goes over my degree. I've kind of said, listen, you do your training, I'll finish studying, hopefully get a job. I can still live at home so I can put most of my money into my savings. And then he should get a posting after that, either I think it was Sydney, Townsville, Darwin or Oakey up near Toowoomba. He'll get one of those four postings for, I think it's between five to seven years. So hopefully, well, not hopefully, I will move up interstate with him for that time and hopefully there'll be a job there. I know that Darwin doesn't really have a lot. He said that there is a possibility he'll get to pick where he does get posted because each different posting area focuses on different aspects or different aircrafts or something from memory. So I've already said preferably not Darwin because I have looked at the jobs in the three areas and yeah. So as, as you do, that, you scope out every area and think, okay, well, if we go here, I could do this and that. Yeah. And I mean, I know it's a long shot because like we both don't know if the transfer will even happen. We're just assuming it would. That's our rough plan that I'll just go there and hopefully find a job. I think I'm quite flexible and I'm quite open to anything. I know it does make it hard. If I did want to be a lawyer, you've got to sit the bar. So you've got to pass a certain amount of units of work and then you get admitted to the Supreme Court. However, you've got to do that in each state. So, and it's a few thousand dollars, which as a uni student, is a lot to add to my current hex debt. So I don't know if that is even likely because they've said it's a rough five-year posting when he transfers. But I mean, everything in the army, well, the military life is so unpredictable that don't actually know. But I know there's a lot of jobs both in the law field and also in the journalism field that's out there. So even if I'm not admitted to the courts, there is still a lot of different opportunities that I can use with this. So I'm quietly confident that I will be able to find something that can better my career while he is focusing on his career. And I guess you mentioned that it's exciting that you're nearly coming to the end of uni and at that time you sort of get excited about actually putting everything you've learned into place and getting a job in the field that you've studied for so many years. How are you reconciling those feelings with the fact that you can't definitely say you'll be in this area in order to be able to pursue a career in the field that you've just been studying so hard in? I do find it a little bit frustrating because once I did my law placement, I really realised that I had a passion for family law and especially working alongside more in the mediation stage before it does go to the courts and stuff. I have looked into family mediation, which is widely available, but I mean, realistically, if I could be a, a family lawyer, that would be amazing. But there's lots of opportunities that will arise, but 
it does worry me sometimes because I go, well, if I move into state and it's not long after I finish uni, I'm not going to have much experience. It does scare me that I won't be able to get a job in an area where I've studied so hard for just because I don't have a lot of experience or I don't have connections with people because I've just moved and I don't actually know anyone to better myself and to help my career have that boost it needs. A lot of the time you just have to hope that it all works out and and not, I guess, worry about it too much because you can really dig yourself into a hole, I guess. Yeah, and I think I've also kind of not really looked at it too much, which probably I shouldn't be doing, but I go, oh, yeah, well, I won't finish my courses till July and I won't graduate until November 2020. So I've got time. I'm working at I can always maybe try and go full-time at Target but realistically I know that I really want to be somewhere where I'm making a difference. That's a reporter reporting about some story that may seem so small to someone but just to share someone's voice to give them that platform or to be in a courtroom or in an office just sitting down with a client. I just think as long as I can work with people and help them in some way, as long as I can do something where it's rewarding for someone else as well as it's rewarding for me I think that's really important. So in saying that in regards to being a uni student I guess you and your partner got together when you were quite young as a lot of us do but he obviously went off to army you were focused on uni and then you're a uni student and he's getting deployed which is like not just a standard run-of-the-mill job of a boyfriend of a uni student. Yeah. <laughs> um, how did you balance being the I put this in air quotes carefree uni student alongside you know that other part of your life that was I guess quite serious I think at times my partner did a good job of protecting me from what actually sort of was entailed in his time during his deployment. So I think that kind of helped me. He would always reassure me when we would Skype, he would always be so friendly, happy, bubbly. Like he was always his usual self. So I never really worried or had too much in my mind about what was happening. Of course, if I saw something on news that mentioned the word Iraq, my head would go a hundred miles an hour and I'd be like oh my god is he right what's happened but I mean he was never in danger there was nothing ever to worry about so I think in a way only when things were brought to light about Iraq or the deployment or what they were doing did I actually go oh wow that's pretty serious so I think in a way I was able to stay kind of carefree uni student because he kind of I felt like he was almost guiding me to that direction because I think he knew that my mind would go into panic mode all the time. I knew that I wouldn't hear from him often, but I know that he would just try and send a message, even if it was like a little sticker or a little emoji on Messenger, just so I knew that he was all right. And I I don't think it was until when he got back did I realise the extent of what he did and how serious some stuff was, because I think he was like, you need to focus on uni. So he kind of kept me carefree, I guess. Do you feel that was better that way? For sure. I mean, there was a few stories he was telling his mates. I had a surprise party for him when he got home with all his family and friends. And I overheard him talking to some of his friends and I went, oh my God. And it was a little freak out moment. And I knew that if he had have told me, I probably just would have ended up worrying about him for the rest of the time he was away when he would have wanted me to be worrying about myself and uni 
And I mean, I tried to be carefree at uni, but doing a law degree is a bit hard to combine with that because I was always worried about not reading all the cases or not reading the textbook chapters. Do you ever feel like you're sort of stuck with a foot in civilian life because you're, I guess, carving out a career for yourself and you've got a foot in defence life, but don't really feel like you fit in either yet because you haven't posted yet, you haven't, I guess, moved in together yet, you haven't had the full defence life as yet. How do you sort of feel about being, I guess, part civilian, part defence? I mean, it's hard because I've been to a few events or gone to some of his parades and I feel like a lot of the defence partners, it seems like there's a clique and that probably sounds ridiculous saying that because I feel like click is like a term you used for the popular girls in high school. But I go there and I see, they look like the typical army wives you see on that American army wives TV show. They look so well put together. They've got children that are all friends and they really just seem like such a close knit. And I feel like there's not a lot of guys my partner's age that really have serious girlfriends. So I feel like at times I'm either going to people who are older than me, who have marriage, kids, and they've been in this a lot longer, or I feel like at times I'm just talking to the girls guys bring along. I haven't really found that many girls, well, all guys, any partners that are really my age that I can go, oh, wonderful, like I can talk, they understand sort of thing. So I find that going to uni or even like just work friends, people my age that aren't in this lifestyle, they kind of don't really have a sense of it. I mean, I try and explain it the best I can but I feel like you don't understand until you're in it and I'm sure you can agree with that. And I had a very similar experience for probably the first 10 years of spouse life because I was just focused on my career and I didn't really have a lot of friends that were defence because I kind of thought that I could just go along my merry way and my husband would just do his thing and I'd do my thing. But in the end, I just had to throw my hands up and say, no, I need support from people that get it. And when I did, it was like a relief. But yeah, I can totally see how you kind of feel like an outsider. And a lot of the time, defence relationships do move pretty quickly. So there could be other people that have been together the same amount of time as you guys, but they're married and have kids already so they're sort of in different circles and getting support from different areas whereas when you're a a girlfriend or a partner and you're not living together yet or you're not recognized by defense you I hate to say it but you kind of don't exist to anyone and you don't fit into real any real category which is really sad because it's not like you've been together for six weeks you've been together for four years so I completely agree with that when you eventually post to another state I guess together have you thought about what you might do when you move to a new area to establish friend networks I know there's groups on Facebook. I'm on a few of the like Australia-wide ones, but I mean, I have posted a few times even now while being in Adelaide just to see, and I've never really had much of a response. So I really don't know how I would go trying to find those people. I know that there's a few people that have said, oh, just like when your boyfriend goes out with his mates, just go out with them and get them to bring their girlfriends. But as much as my boyfriend is lovely, gets along with people, He is more quiet and introverted, so I do find that he doesn't really have as many friends as such. He has a really close group of friends from his high school that they have all remained in touch, like what we graduated five years ago, and they're all super close, but I find that he hasn't really made a lot 
of friends while being in the army that we can go oh yeah let's catch up with your workmates and I can meet their girlfriends so it is a bit intimidating knowing that I'll move into state and I don't know how to kind of weave my way into the network and the community I know I'll meet someone and I'm sure they'll be welcoming but it's just how I go about finding that it is daunting I guess at the start but I guess you've just got to keep putting yourself out there even if you have had an experience where you tried and nothing really came of it. Um, it only takes that one friend, I guess, in whichever location you are to make a huge difference to your experience as a defence spouse. So would you ever think about talking to your partner about him being, I guess you've mentioned he's an introvert, but him being more open to fostering or nurturing work friendships to, I guess, help you out a little bit as well? Yeah, we have said that. We did go camping with one of his mates once and then they got posted um, interstate. So that really was a bit disappointing. But I know that at times my partner, he likes to keep his work stuff at work. So he doesn't always jump for joy when the mates are going out. I guess you're both still feeling your way and totally understandable that he doesn't necessarily want to hang out with people from work. You'd think would be used to it. Like he has been in the army, like what was four years in February. So I'm sure people will say, well, how don't you have friends and stuff? But I guess I think we both still feel like, well, he feels like it's been a lifetime that he's been in at times, but sometimes I still feel like I'm still learning the ways around the military life, which you always think you get on top of it, but then it, you always go back and go, oh. Yep, that's something I didn't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you still get that even, you know, 17, 18 years in, you're like, oh, okay, that's new. Do you make use of any of the spouse support? Have you been to like a community centre or would you think about going to any of the DCO events or any of that sort of stuff that they put on? Yeah, I did go to one event. It was the Touching Base Defence community event that was held on the base first it was hard enough not being de facto I had to message almost everyone that I thought might be going to the event to see if they could sign me on as a visitor to even get me on the base to go to the event so I think that was kind of a little overwhelming at the start for me because I realized oh my god I feel so far out of it already I went and it it really was a lovely night and I spoke with a lot of people they were probably 10 to 20 years older than me but it was a touching night because it made me realize that even though we're so different in so many ways we have so many connections and similarities and an understanding of each other and I don't know how I came across it I have not seen a type of event since so I don't know if it was just a special event because of the deployment that was on but that was probably the only event I've been to that has actually been set up for like spouses and partners and loved ones so I did enjoy it but I guess it was partly my fault that I didn't follow up and keep finding events to go to. And I guess at this stage you haven't really I hate saying it this way, being forced to completely be 100% spouse life, army partner, because you still have your foot in uni life and living at home and haven't been posted to a completely different area where you kind of just have to put yourself out there or you won't have any friends. Like, so do you feel kind of like that? 
Yeah, for sure. That's that's so accurate. And I feel like probably when the time does come, I will kind of push myself and I know my partner will keep trying to push me to try and do these things. But at the moment, I know that I have my family so I can just go to them whenever I need. And I live at home. So most of the days I go home, I unload to mum. She listens to everything. And then I get on with my life. Like, And I think I do that a lot. And I think I do take her for granted because I know that when I do move, I will need to rely on more than just her to get me through. As long as I can talk to someone, I feel like that would help me a lot, especially being the chatterbox that I am. So I feel like as scary as it seems to put myself out there and keep pushing to make friends, I know that when we do get a new posting, it will be something that I have to do. And I know that in the long run, it actually will be for the best benefit for me. So what have been some of the things that you've done, I guess, to help yourself while your partner's been away or when he's been back and forth? What types of things have you done to focus on yourself and just take your mind off the separation? I've kept myself busy, which is something that is good. It does add more stress because I found that I was saying yes to more shifts at work. I was trying to do more at uni to improve my grades. Then I joined a netball team. I then started umpiring netball and playing another lot of netball. So I was doing about four games of netball a week. I was working. I was studying full time. So I guess keeping busy was the perfect opportunity to take my mind off it all. But then it was also a time where I became really stressed. So I think it's trying to find the balance between keeping yourself busy so time goes fast without missing them, without training yourself that it's it's not good for you. And I think that's something that I really need to focus on. What have you, I guess, in general, learnt about defence life along the way? I guess the defence life is as rewarding as it is stressful, surprising. I'd say almost every emotion that you could feel, you do experience when you're a part of the defence life. But I mean, at the end of the day, it is so rewarding to see your partner, your loved one, your family member really excelling in something that they love doing. And I'm just so proud of him. I know the defence life hasn't been easy on me and I'm sure he'll say he's so proud of me for adjusting and sticking by him, especially being at a young age and going through the ups and downs. I think he'd say that I'm more of the rock, but I really do admire him for everything he's done. I also admire all the people in the defence life. I see people on Facebook for homecoming events. I see them on the news when there's a news story about them. And I just think the defense lifestyle can be so rewarding and so special. I know at times it must be so difficult, but at the end of the day, it's a career that they want to do. And it is so rewarding, especially March out or Anzac days. It just makes me so happy. And I know that he'll be happy with my career. I have learned a lot, not just about him, but also about just life in general, which probably really sounds cliche, but I just think as rough and tough as the defence life can be, it's also rewarding. Well, thank you so much, Maddie, for coming on the podcast. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. 
I so hope you are able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life, but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in this together. We are all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this. Let's do this together one day at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you, or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, I would so appreciate it if you could pop into Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of, or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I am always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website www.militarywifelife.com.au and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you. 